0: Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for a Thursday, January 18th, 2024. And this is edition number 24 of season nine as we continue looking at uh, the book of Deuteronomy. Two short editions uh, today and tomorrow, uh, dealing just with a very small section in each chapter. This this edition, of course, is quite late on a Thursday. Normally, you're used to having these in the morning, I recognize. um, It's just been that kind of week, and uh, so I thank you for your patience um, and um, understanding. But anyway, let's pray first, and we'll consider uh, Deuteronomy uh, 24. Our Father in heaven, as we again approach your word, we ask that you would be gracious to us and help us, that you would strengthen us by your spirit. We ask, Lord, that you would forgive us and you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that you would use your word to strengthen us as your people, that we might walk holy lives before you, we ask for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Deuteronomy 24 is the only time in the entirety of the Old Testament in which we have any reference to the matters pertaining to divorce. Now, that is to say the regulations regarding it. Now, the, the subject itself is, is mentioned quite often. It's used often as an analogy. Um, it's, uh, the whole idea of marriage and, and, and so forth is used an anal- as an analogy or an illustration uh, related to God and his people. Um, I'm preaching through Hosea in the evening uh, services here at Providence and uh, we have already noted that in our study uh, together in that sermon series. I'm just going to read the first four verses. I want to make some comments about the matter of divorce uh, dipping into the New Testament as well. Deuteronomy 24, verse 1, When a man takes a wife and marries her, if, he then finds, if, if then she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, And she departs out of his house, and if she goes and becomes another man's wife, and the latter man hates her and writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter man dies who took her to be his wife, then her former husband who sent her away may not take her again to be his wife after she has been defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring sin upon the land that the Lord your God has given you for an inheritance. Now, this passage has received some attention, um, uh, certainly uh, some attention that uh, came uh, to the Savior in his, uh, in his ministry on earth. In Mark uh, chapter 10, he, he talks about the subject of divorce, and he's dealing with the Pharisees who seek to test him. Verse 2 of Mark 10, and Pharisees came up, and in order to test him, asked, is it lawful for a man To divorce his wife. He answered them, What did Moses command you? Now, this is the operative expression in the in in the question that Jesus asked. The question is, of course, what did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Now while it's certainly true that there is a case to be made from Deuteronomy 24 that, a divorce, that divorce is permissible, and there are some exacting features to that permission that's given there in that chapter. I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of it um, It is subject to a great deal of discussion. What I want to do is focus really on the intention of God in bringing marriage into our world in the first place. Marriage is a great thing. It's a wonderful gift of God himself. But he gave it to us before the fall. We go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2 and we note there that Adam was naming all of the animals and he realized or he came to an understanding that he was really unlike every other Being, every other creature that he was naming, and he was himself alone. Uh, There was no suitable helper for him. There was no suitable um, uh, helpmeet for him. There was no one like him. And so God, noticing this, said it's not good for man to be alone. And he puts Adam into a deep sleep and he fashions the woman from the man and then brings the woman to the man, to Adam. They become one flesh, they are united. And so in this sense, we then get the idea or we get the expression that what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. In other words, God is not pleased with divorce. There are cases in which divorce is allowable in the word of God. There are cases in which um, adultery has occurred, such willful fornication that that has occurred outside the marriage vows, or in such cases of willful desertion. Again, I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of that. That is something that if you have questions related to it, you should probably take up with your pastor or elders but, but it is enough to say that God loves marriage, he hates divorce, and he does permit it under certain circumstances, but this is not the ideal frame in which God made us. Of course, marriage was instituted before the fall. It is because of our sinfulness, because of the hardness of our hearts, that divorce happens in the first place. In Matthew, uh, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in, in Matthew um, uh, chapter um, um, f- 5, Jesus talks about divorce. He says, it was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. Again, relating this, 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 what was said from Deuteronomy 24. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. In other words, if you have... Um, if your divorce is because of, a, of, of sexual immorality, of a, because of adultery, then you are free to remarry. But the guilty party is not free to remarry; they must remain single. Uh, if the divorce is for other reasons, then you ought not be remarried. You ought to seek reconciliation with your husband or your wife in the matter, in those matters that have that led to that that uh, divorce. Paul. Paul talks about this matter in 1 Corinthians 7, and that's where we get the idea of such willful desertion. If the the, uh, spouse, the husband or the wife decides to leave, if they abandon their responsibilities as a spouse, then you are to let them go. Uh, But you then are not bound over necessarily to maintaining uh, that marriage. But again, the important thing to note is that God does permit divorce, but he never in any way shape or form commands it. So in either of those two cases that I've mentioned, sexual immorality or adultery and such willful desertion, um, you don't have to get a divorce. And in fact, as a pastor, when I seek to counsel marriages that are struggling or having a difficult time, and this subject comes up, my goal is to save the marriage. My goal is always to save the marriage, regardless of the circumstances. I understand that it may not be possible. There are certain breaches in that covenant vow that are so significant that they can never be rectified because of the sinfulness of our own hearts. But with that said, we need to understand that while Deuteronomy 24 gives occasion or permission for such divorce, it, does never, it, never, it never actually commands a divorce to be done, and we, we need to recognize that, and we need to see marriage as what it is, a good gift of God, and we need to work at our marriages. Uh, marriage is not always an easy thing. Uh, some people have wonderful marriages that they just seem to happen naturally. There's a certain chemistry and flow to their marriage that it just, it just works. And some marriages are a struggle. Some marriages are a constant struggle. You need to work at it, and if you're having struggles, if you are having issues as a husband and wife, don't try to go this alone. And and I've witnessed this too in the church, and it grieves me as a pastor to see people trying to resolve their marriage problems, their differences that are significant, are substantial, and they try to resolve it on their own, and they come to a place where they just give up, and they go about they go on their separate ways. Well, seek help, get counsel from your pastor, from your elders. Uh, sit down with them. Tell them what's going on. Be honest with them. They love you. They pray for your marriage. Um, if they're worth anything as a pastor, they're praying for your marriages on a regular basis. They're praying all the time for your marriage, that God would bless it and keep it, and it would, he would help in all of those matters. Go to them and, and sit and talk with them about what's going on. They want to help. They care about your soul. They care about your marriage. Don't try to do this alone. Again, God permits divorce under certain circumstances, but he doesn't ever command it. And so we need to be mindful of these things, and we need to think like God thinks about this glorious institution that God has given as a great gift uh, to the creatures he made in his image. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, uh, leave me a note. A way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition when we consider Deuteronomy 25, and there we're just going to look at one verse, actually, from this chapter. May the Lord help you today to walk according to His ways. God bless.